You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast, a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. What's up, trader? It's Nkrat here, founder of Dark Trade. Welcome to episode 62 of the Desire to Trade podcast. So I hope you took some time to listen to the interview with Carly last week. This one is really about options a lot, and we talk about community too, but there's a lot of lessons you can get, even if you're trading our markets. So definitely take a look at it, and then let me know your thought. Now this week, the episode can be summarized into one sentence. Treat your trading as a business, and stop wasting your time. The guest of this week, Brian McAvoy, started off by sending me a book, one of the books he wrote, and I started reading it a little bit, and I just couldn't put it down. Totally couldn't put it down. Because every single thing Brian was talking about, I felt like I could relate. Those were things that I went through, and that I struggled a lot with. Brian's main point is that you have to treat trading like a business. You're not just a trader buying or selling or using moving average using indicators. You're someone with a business trying to make money. And if you want to set up things correctly, then you need to listen to this interview because you'll see exactly what you need to put in place to treat trading like a business. And as a side note, I remember doing a presentation maybe a year ago, that's a long time, about how to treat trading like a business and the four things you had to do. Now, this is on my blog, but it really made a big difference for me to implement this thing. And Brian is really, I think, the expert into telling you exactly what you have to do. And here we're not focusing that much on indicators and how to trade, but this aspect is really important when you think about trading. So enjoy this, let me know what you think, and check out the Facebook group at thisartstrade.com forward slash group. If you're not there yet, you're missing out on something big because we have some great interaction and we just reached 700 people in that group. So I'm really looking forward to welcoming you there. It's artistway.com slash group. And we'll go on with this interview. Brian McAvoy, welcome on the Starship Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Etienne. Oh, it's a pleasure uh, to have you here. I must say, I've been checking out your website lately, and I really love the quality of the information. And one thing that you seem to be doing a lot different is it seems to be taking things really real, like really from the basic stuff. And then you teach traders how to apply that, right? Yes. Oh, yes, indeed. So tell us what's going on these days for you. Well, really just focusing in a serious way and really trying to help people understand the importance of approaching this from the perspective of it being a business and not just a way to make money. The the impacts on on your results and your day-to-day experience are just huge. And and for people that aren't aware of it, you know, never worked for themselves before, they're not even aware of it, so they don't understand. You know, they're trading and, and frustrated and, and, you know, they lack structure and direction and nobody's teaching that. Most everybody's, you know, saying here, you know, use this system or, you know, use these indicators and it's all just focused on the day-to-day trading instead of, you know, how to be a successful, self-directed, independent trader. So, yeah, I put a lot of focus on that. Plus, the other thing is with the trading psychology, it cracks me up. I've even gotten in debates with other like trading psychology authors and stuff where, you know, they're sitting there saying, well, you know, it's, oh, it's you know, the person's beliefs and their self-image and this and that. And I'm like, no, you, that's that's not the problem. You, you got smart people in trading 
above average people. It's not that they have issues. They're trying to do a job and they've gotten, you know, either no training or horrible training. And, you know, so, yeah, you're thrown into a tough job and you don't have proper preparation for it. Of course, it's going to be an emotional experience and stressful and you're probably not going to do real well with it. So it's the main thing is people just they, they need decent training. So and when they get the, the right training on the right things, they do fine and they don't have all these psychological issues. Mm-hmm. And I really love one thing you mentioned is like putting it as a business, right? So that's I think that's the key part. And that is absolutely critical. Yeah. yeah. I want you to tell us about a quote that inspires you. Oh, one of my favorite quotes, it's from Will Rogers. It's odd, but it does pertain to trading. And back way back when, Will Rogers said, uh, the problem ain't what we don't know. The problem is what we think we know that ain't so. And that's so absolutely true is people get into, you know, all sorts of trouble because they think they know what's going on. They think they know everything they need to know. And the problem is they don't. And so that's where they run into troubles because their mind closes. If they think they know, they're not open to new learning and proper learning. So they'll stay stuck. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Yeah, I love that phrase. I, I used to run a quality lab in a manufacturing plant. I had that quote plastered on our front door at the lab because it just it was to remind everybody, you know, be open to the fact that you might not, you know, already know everything. You might have something new to learn. And it was a good reminder. And it was also there for the people in the lab and for myself. Mm-hmm. I really love it. And isn't it funny how people at the beginning seems to know everything in trading and then they kind of know less and less over time, right? They get more open over time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So tell us how you started to trade a little bit, because we want to get back in time and see how you learn and the things you did. So tell us how that happened. Oh, <laughs> well, my start, unfortunately, was not uncommon. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Ken Roberts wrote this book back in the 90s called The Greatest Business on Earth, and it was about futures trading. And he had a really good direct mail campaign, sucked a ton of people in my age group into trading. And Unfortunately, it really wasn't that great of a book as far as teaching you how to trade. It just mostly got you all you know, fired up and, oh, yeah, I could do this. And then you get in and you get killed and you take your hard lessons. And so my first year in trading was, it was rough because I totally underestimated it. It seemed, you know, yeah, so easy and real straightforward. And I jumped in and unfortunately started off on a winning streak. And so I ran my account up from 30 grand to four, just a little over 47,000. And then very quickly, my subconscious said, no, that's not right. And so I pretty well sabotaged my account down to almost nothing. And then I took a break and it's like, all right, I got to to sober up and and treat this with some respect here because obviously I had the wrong perspective on it. But I've been pretty fortunate. I mean, I've I've started other businesses before and I've made the mistake of underestimating it. And so it, it, it didn't overwhelm me. To the point where you know I was just like devastated. That's like, all right, well, I screwed up big time. Let's step back. Let's look at it properly, and really just falling back on my business experience, my engineering and uh, quality stuff, and applied it to trading, and it really paid off because it's so easy for trading to. It has a lot of familiar elements, so people don't think that it's you know anything any big deal. I mean, it's like stocks. People growing up, you know, grow up hearing about stocks and. You know, like with your first job, you know, a lot of people get a 401k. And so anyway, you know, stocks are familiar. Of course, money is familiar. Uh, In in the futures, you know, you're dealing with things that people already know about, you know, grains, metals, 
oil and gas, stuff like that. These, you know, so it's familiar things that are being traded. And again, you know, most traders are a little smarter than average. So as far as when you explain it to them, the basics of how it works, yeah, sure. Okay, I get it. And it's just so easy to underestimate. And the other problem with trading, and this, again, it's common with most businesses, is when you look at just wide range and huge number of ways to get involved with it, it's just terrible to jump in and try to figure it out as you go, run it by trial and error. There are too many different ways to do it, and so many of them won't work for you, you know, as whoever. And so to do a trial and error, it's just, they just waste way too much time and money. I mean, any business, uh, I mean, say, you know, you want to go into the restaurant business. Well, you, there's like probably 50 different types of restaurants. And then even once you figure out, you know, what price range and what foods and all that, then you've still got, you know, a thousand other details to work out. And trading's the same way. If you look at the different possible ways that a person can trade, there's like over, one time I sat down and started making a list of the different general strategies <laughs> that a person can trade with. And I, I, stopped, I stopped counting at 40. Because even just general strategies, you know, say, you know, you want to be a trend follower, you know, be GAN trading, LA wave, whatever. Like I said, it just, it, the list grows so fast. And that's just on the general strategies. Then once you get into a specific strategy, then it's going to be, okay, you know, what time frames am I going to trade? You know, account, aggressiveness, indicators, you know, you know then you got all the other decisions to work out. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, you know, there's literally millions of combinations. And while a good portion of them will work, you know, most of them won't for any given person. And so, like I said, it's just to try to jump in and figure it out by trial and error and through losses, it just, that's just a horrible way to do it. That's not the way to do any business. You have to, you know, step back and look at it. And what I do is like my trading as your business course, we step back and we, the, the first module is looking at trading, actually not even looking at trading, but looking at you as a person with money to invest. You're just a person who wants to invest in something, some business or, you know, whatever. And then we, we start putting the parameters and thinking things through from that perspective. Because the other thing about trading that most people don't realize, and of course, because it's so simple, is that when you're an independent, self-directed trader, you're self-employed, just like a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or, you know, anybody running a service firm. And so you have all these different roles. You're not just a person placing trades. You're the, the investor in the business. You're the owner of the business. You're the startup manager. You're the day-to-day manager. You're the risk manager, the quality control. I mean, you, you've got a whole bunch of different hats to wear, and they all have important functions in the business. And if you ignore all those functions, it will have its impact, just like any other business would. If you're not running the business, it's going to be disorganized and messy and a lot of waste goes on. And waste is really what kills a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, there are a lot of different roles and a person really needs to pay attention to the different roles and what's involved in them and understanding that each of those roles has processes and skill sets. And again, going back to the horrible trade, you know, training that people get, most people, when they get into trading, it's like, here, you know, here's your demo account. And, oh, hey, we've got this trading room so you can see how this guy trades. And there you go. And that's all they get for training. And it's like, no, that's just so horribly inadequate. Because, you know, the person's only going to stay in the trading room for so long. And then they're going to venture off into the wild west of the Internet. And now you've got a jillion different, you know, people all screaming different things. And a lot of them are just full of crap. And, you know, even the one that's so it's for somebody who's new sorting the good information from the bad, it's almost impossible. And then, you know, they're trading live, 
not knowing what they're doing and practicing bad trading and they still don't have any guidance or structure. That's like, no wonder, you know, people struggle so bad. So I want to get back a little bit and ask you, how exactly did you find the way that worked for you now in trading? Well, I did some experimenting just out of curiosity. I started off trading options and futures and really liked it pretty well with it. But of course, you know, finding out that, oh yeah, you know, there's all these different other ways to trade. Did a little experimenting of, of traded Forex, did the round-the-clock day trading with Forex, and, and that while it was fun, it was exhausting, and I found it very consuming, so it didn't, it didn't suit me personally very well. Plus, the other thing I found is the little bit longer-term trading for me has a better hourly pay. That's another thing people really need to pay attention to is their hourly pay. There's so many people that are trading for, you know, of course, if you're not making money, then you're trading for free. But even if you are making money, are you making a decent hourly wage or are you better off doing something else? Because there are a lot of people, a lot of like, for example, Forex scalpers, I know, you know, let's say they're trading a $5,000 account and okay, they're making, you know, say $500 a month. Well, they're putting in 35 hours a week to make $500 a month. That's a horrible hourly pay. You're better off mowing lawns, you know, but they're happy with that. And it's like, okay. So paying attention to your hourly pay is really important and in, in your opportunity cost because, I mean, trading isn't the only option a person has. They need to make sure that they actually enjoy it and that they can do well enough at it that it, you know, from a financial and a personal investment standpoint, that it really is worthwhile and the right thing for them to be doing. And that's part of why, again, with the training that I do, I say, all right, well, let's step back to you as a person and look at, you know, what are your, you know, what are you looking for out of your life? With this money that you want to invest, what are you looking for? Time-wise, you know, how do you want to be involved? How much money do you want to make from it? You know, what are your long-term goals? And then we step into it and, we, and then we start putting some parameters around, you know, business requirements. And then we start looking into the trading. And it's really important for, really crucial for a person to pay attention to what they want to do. One of the worst things that can happen to people is they're successful, but they're successful at something that they don't like. I've had a number of people come to me and they were, they were making money day trading, but they had gotten burned out on the day trading a long time ago. And it's like, well, you never should have been day trading in the first place because it's not really what you want to do anyway. You know, really, you should be trading something where you're spending maybe, you know, 10 hours a week on it instead of 40. And so, but, you know, figuring that out after the fact is, again, an undesirable thing. If, if you can put a little bit of thought process into it, you know, on the front end, it saves you a whole lot of grief. Because there's, again, so many options and so much information out there. You have to know what to pay attention to. But even more importantly, you have to know what to say, well, I'm not going to mess with that because that's not what I want to do. That's not in, you know, in alignment with who I am and what I'm wanting to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So, And then once you figure this out, the kind of the style you want to have, whether it's going to be day trading or longer time from trading, how are you going to find the type of strategy you're going to use? Is it going to be yourself looking on the internet and finding ways to trade or... How do you go about that? Because I know a lot of people are struggling with that right now. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to educate yourself as far as what's available. Like I said, there's, there's a lot of different things. Probably the best thing to do if you are, you know, you're a little bit familiar with trading and you know, you, you've got, you know, what your, you know, you know what your resources are and your time availability and, and uh, figuring out what your personal goals are, both short term and long term. And the time involvement really is huge. I, I mean, here's an example. One of, my, one of the guys that I'm coaching right now. He's a doctor, and he's getting ready to uh, retire from his practice here in a few years. And he was thinking, you know, well, so my natural inclination was, you know, I day trade, spend like, you know, five to six hours a day on my trading. And, but, you know, it's just, I've got all these other things that I want to do. 
And I said, so do you really want to be spending 30 to 35 hours a week on your training? And he's like, no, not really. I said, so what do you, you know, what do you want to have as, as far as your time involvement? And he says, well, really, ideally, is there any way that I could trade, say, just on Sunday evenings and set things up for the week? And then my time during the week is free. And I was like, sure. And so that let us know that we needed to look at strategies that did not require monitoring on a daily basis. And that eliminated a whole bunch of stuff to look at. And that's a huge time saver when you know, like I said, you know, once you figure out, okay, well, if it's going to require daily monitoring, I don't even mess with it. It's like this whole pile goes over here to the not taking up any more of my time. And now, you know, I know what to look for. And as you develop the criteria, it helps you narrow down what's going to work. And again, from the time involvement, anyways, what, what we wind up determining for him is selling options on stocks. And that meets his goals. That's something that he can, you know, he can tend to on Sunday evenings. Doesn't require monitoring. They're pretty much self-executing trade. And so it's something, yeah, he can accomplish his goals and with the resources that he has. I mean, he's got a little bit more money than, than average to be trading with. So as far as meeting his income goals, he's, he's in good shape. But the return that he's looking for and the time requirements and that style of trading, it seemed agreeable to him once he got familiar with it. It's like, yeah, I can do this. I, yeah, I understand how it works. And yeah, okay, personally, it fits me. So we found that to be a good fit for his personal criteria and his style. So again, you know, a person, they, they need to look at, as far as the question that they need to ask themselves is, you know, what are my criteria so that they can filter out all the stuff to not waste their time looking at? Because otherwise, it, it's just so easy to get, you know, hyped up on the wrong things. I learned a long time ago, when I first started trading, it amazed me how many phone lists I wound up on as soon as I opened my trading account. I'm, and I'm getting calls from people, you know, it's like, hey, Brian, you know, you've only, we've got these oil fields we're, you know, drilling down in Oklahoma and, and I get all these different projects. And one of them, it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, there was a, a company wanting me to invest in movies. And it's like, no, no, no. And, but it's funny because, you know, of course, they all have a great pitch and, you know, going to make all this money and blah, blah, blah. And so what I wound up doing for my own self was I just sat down and I, I'm like, okay. What are the criteria of things that I want to have so that when somebody calls me, I can ask these five questions in the first you know, 60 seconds, and I know if, if I should get off the phone with them or if I should you know, can listen, for more, you know, listen further. And some of the questions were, you know, it's like, you know, well, what type of business in it is it? What's the initial investment? What kind of a, you know, how long before I get my initial investment back? What's going to be the ROI on it? Is it, you know, is it long-term? You know, are things going to change over time? Am I going to need to invest more money later? So, like I said, it was just I put together my list of my criteria of things that would be necessary for me to even consider it in the first place. So, you know, when somebody calls, I've got these questions that I ask them. And if I don't get the right answers, I say, well, you know, it sounds great. Sounds like a good opportunity, but it's not for me. Thanks for your time. And I'm done. And I don't have to give any further thought or waste any more time. And that's also a good way to, to pursue your trading is, okay, just figure out what your personal criteria are. And then use that as a filter to, you know, know what to, you know, not look at and, and what to start focusing on and what looking, you know, what you're looking for. But it, it's, it takes some research and, you know, part of it's also just thinking it through and, you know, using some logical reasoning. And, I think and again, one of the things that people want to hear is how exactly do you, because I know you're good at that. How do you take trading and put it really as a business? So what are the things you have to implement in your trading to really put it as a business overall? Generally speaking, for big requirements, first, you got to have the right mindset. If you're looking at it as, 
like an opportunity seeker and it's like, oh, you know, show me how to make some money. How can I make some money? How can I make some money? If you've got that kind of a mindset and you're not looking at it as a long-term business operation, something that's going to be going on, you know, hundreds of times a year for the long term and how you can get it organized. So you got to start with the right mindset that you're going to get it organized and treat it with proper respect. That's like the crucial one. The second one really is getting the right training so that you know what you're doing. If you have no business experience, if you've never, you know, been, if you've never known anybody that's run a business, if you've never started and run your own business before, and so your business knowledge is lacking, that's absolutely crucial. You need to get yourself up to speed on what business is about. That's one of the big problems a lot of people have is, you know, their whole life, you know, they've kind of followed the traditional path of, you know, uh, you know, went to high school, go to college, get a decent job, and okay, now it's time for me to start thinking about something else. But they've only had jobs where they had their little focus of what they did on a day-to-day basis, and they have no idea what all the rest of starting and running a business is about. Well, that, that person really needs to get educated on, you know, what it's about to own a business and to start up a business and to run it, because that's a whole body of knowledge and a whole bunch of skill sets by itself. People don't realize when they decide to be a trader, they have two big learning curves to go through. The first one is, of course, they have to learn how to trade and the, you know, the things that go, to, go along with the day-to-day thing of the business, so to speak. But then you also have to learn, your other learning curve is how to you know, work for yourself, how to start up a business and manage the business and everything. And so you have two separate learning curves and the, you know, the working for yourself, running and starting up and running a business is really the tougher learning curve. Uh, learning how to trade is fairly straightforward. And so, but well, back to your question. So the second big one really is making sure that you have some business training and some, you know, you get educated on the business aspects of trading. Because trading really is more akin to, you know, you're, you know, a brick and mortar store like restaurant or a retail place. It's more in its essence, it's more like that than it is long-term investing. That's the other thing that screws people up is they think, well, you know, trading, it's, yeah, it's like buying stocks. It's like, no, it's a business. It's a regular activity that you're pursuing for profit and you have to grasp that. So you have to understand business. You need to put together a plan so that you think the matter through. And again, you don't just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and do everything by trial and error and guesswork. That's way too wasteful. And it's, it's also hard on a person personally, because if you're flying by the seat of your pants, the fit, you know, your success rate is pretty poor. And after a while, the failures tend to take a toll on you. you know, if you're not organized, if you don't have a, a plan to look forward to, if you don't have structure and you know, your future is very vague, that's psychologically taxing on a person. So just getting a, a proper plan put together is really crucial. And the fourth big piece to it is understanding that being a trader and the thing of the business is about more than just having a method to place trades with. You really need to understand what a trading system is. There's so many people, you know, it's like if I ask them, oh, I mean, with you, I think, when somebody asks you, you know, what do you think, what is the trading system? I mean, how do you answer that question? Well, you have to put different parts together, right? So it's not only about the setup, but it's going to be about money management and about all the other aspects, I guess. Well, Generally, when I ask people that question, they'll say, well, you know, it's, it's my rules and my indicators. Uh-huh. And, that's, and it's like, well, no, those are pieces of the trading system. What a trading system really is, it's what you do. It's your procedure for identifying trades, entering them, managing them, and exiting them. Again, it's a procedure. It's a business process. 
and it's a decision-making process. You collect information, you evaluate it against certain criteria, and then you have certain, you know, possible, you know, options or, you know, decisions or choices to make at any given decision point. And then depending on which of those, now you've got a different path to follow. And so approaching it just from that standpoint, understanding that it's a procedure, like a set of instructions, is huge because a lot of people, and, and documenting it is incredibly important. So many people, they don't bother to, or they try and it's difficult. And so they just skip it. And from my days in quality, quality insurance, having what you do documented is so absolutely important to being able to do things consistently day to day, but especially over time. It's amazing the impact that it has. And so many people are trading without really a system. They've got kind of a, yeah, they've got kind of a method in their head. But they don't have something that's truly systemized where it gets repeatable and produces you know, reliable, predictable results. And so that's really that skill set of how to take a method or an idea for a trading system and properly systemize it and establish the confidence in it so that you know what to expect from it and you have realistic expectations. When you go into trading, you don't have any surprises. That's huge for being able to get consistent results. I mean, if you don't have your system documented, if you've never run your metrics, you know, back tested it or run your metrics so you, you know, have a baseline for expectations and you're trying to trade and you haven't done those things, you're just asking for your emotions to mess with you forever. Mm-hmm. It's just an open invitation. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of leaving so many things open. Your emotions are just waiting to jump in on you and mess with you all day long. So. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. So many people are going to have no plan and no back testing at all. Like that's like you oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, one thing was funny back years ago, I think it was 2007, I had a lot of people contacting me wanting to talk about backtesting. And it's like, cool, this is a worthwhile thing. And so we're having these conversations. And at the time, there were only a handful of tools out. A lot of the online brokers weren't incorporating metrics into their platforms like they are so commonly nowadays. And so if somebody wanted to have the, you know, their numbers, their measurables, they had a, there were only a few tools online, software tools that they could use for that. And they were really just overwhelming and real expensive. And so a lot of people coming to me saying, Hey, Brian, can you, you know, can you help us? You know, we want to do this, but can we keep it simple? And so I put together a set of spreadsheets and it's just for doing the analysis. And so, so the main purpose of that was it's like, so, okay, on one page, here's your metrics that are important. And this will tell you, you know, how you're doing and, and give you a decent understanding of your system and its capabilities. And it was funny because once I got that developed and I released it, I, all of a sudden I'm getting all these emails from people and they're like, hey, Brian, I, I can't backtest my system. And I'm like, well, what's up? They're like, well, I really don't have a system. <laughs> I've got kind of an idea for a system, but I can't, it's not something that I can do over, you know, repeatedly. And so that's why it's killing me with the backtesting because I, I really, and when they like leveled with themselves, they're like, well, I really don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm a trend follower, but what that means changes from day to day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, now we need to focus on the next step. And that's like actually systemizing what you're doing so that you can, you can do it consistently. You know, of course, the decisions don't always work out the same every day, but your process for making the decisions needs to be consistent. And so that was, yeah, that was kind of funny though, because that was something that I didn't really expect. I was amazed at the high percentage of people that were trading and it's just something they had in their head and never really, you know, put it down on paper or really even thought it through. It's just like, well, you know, okay, you know, I'll, I'll use stochastics. 
And that was about as good as it got as far as any detail. <laughs> okay. like, <laughs> and anyway. How much discretion do you put in your trading? Do you have any discretion at all? or? Well, here, here's my take on discretionary trading. If a person's trading and they have not established at least six months, preferably a year of successful mechanical trading, they really should not try to become a discretionary trader. And here's why. To be a, a, a really a, a successful discretionary trader, in my opinion, in my experience, you have to have a certain amount of success wired into your brain so that your brain, because a lot of decisions are made subconsciously. When you're looking at the charts, you know, you're doing pattern recognition and processing. And, you know, of course, making predictions based on this. And so you have to have enough success wired into your brain so that when you look at it and all that, un, you know, subconscious processing is going on, that it gives you good information. If you have not established success, you don't have that good base subconsciously to be making the discretionary decisions because the processing faculties aren't there yet. And it really, if, again, you haven't established that success, Those all those discretionary points in your decision making process again are just open invitations for your emotions to come in and influence your decision making. So my recommendation, and this is what I tell people, have been for years: until you've established at least six months of successful trading, until you reach that point, stick with a really good mechanical system where you you've thought it through. I mean, you know, don't just you know, be, be absolutely rigid with, with something you don't fully understand. Make sure that you've thought it through. You've tested it out so that you know that it works and you can have some reasonable confidence in it. You, you know, you know what it's about, but you really need to work with a mechanical system so that, you know, all your decisions and your decision-making process is well-defined outside of the trade environment so that when you're in the trade environment, when your emotions do come along, there's no room for them to influence your decision-making. Your decision-making process is already defined. Does that answer your question? Yeah, and I, th I think that's a really good piece of advice for sure. But I think that some probably new traders are taking discretionary trading as a way to not make a plan, right? So they're going to say, I'm a discretionary trader, so I don't have to make a plan. I don't have to follow a huge plan. And sure. they're happy with that. So it's kind of a way to have a shortcut. But in the end, it's not going to work that way for sure. Well, so they, right. they put the odds against themselves in a really bad way when they do that. I mean, no, you're exactly right. It's it's an it's an easy way to avoid the effort to develop a, a good mechanical system, or or to follow it. Sure, but they pay a price for that. Absolutely. And what other advice you would have for traders at this point? Well, generally speaking, is to focus on yourself and making sure that you develop into who you need to be to be a successful trader. Tools are just tools. You really need to have the knowledge base, the understanding, and the skills to be good at what you're doing. I mean, it's like if I want to go play golf, I can go buy Tiger Woods golf clubs, but until I develop my skills as a golfer and my understanding of the game and the courses and how to, you know, how to play the game of golf and everything, I'm still an amateur with with a professional set of clubs. I'm still an amateur, and I'm going to get amateur results. But if I focus on developing myself, and a person focuses on developing themselves as a trader. And again, you know, getting the business acumen and education and the skills and the training to be a good, you know, just a business person and managing themselves and running their business and then also developing their skills as a trader and all that goes with that beyond just placing trades and being good with your system. That's going to serve you 
the best of anything is if you focus on developing yourself into becoming that successful trader so that it doesn't matter what tools you're using or what the markets are going on, you've become who you need to be to deal with that successfully. Earlier, you'd asked about good quotes. Another one that I've come uh, to really appreciate recently, just because of the wisdom in it, is from Jim Rohn. Uh, He says, uh, don't wish that it were easier, wish that you were better. And the cool thing about that, when I first heard that, I'm thinking, all right, that just means knuckle down and, you know, try hard, you know, be serious about it when you're faced with the challenging endeavor. But the real wisdom in that is that difficulty is a relative thing. And so long as you have a challenging task in front of you, it's going to remain difficult so long as, you know, your skill level and your understanding is not up to that task. But as you get better and you develop yourself, now those tasks become easy because you've exceeded the requirements of that task. And so by focusing on yourself and developing yourself personally and professionally as a trader, trading is going to become easier and more profitable for you because you'll become more capable. And even though the, the challenge of trading hasn't changed, you'll surpass the difficulty of trading. And all of a sudden, as you develop yourself, it'll become easier and easier for you. And so that's the other wisdom that I would say is really, I mean, you know, a good quote that I really like because it's like, yeah, and that goes for anything. You know, if you focus on yourself and developing yourself, your life's just going to get easier because you're becoming more capable of dealing with it effectively. No, that also is a good piece of advice for sure. Be powerful. Now, how would you describe the difference between a fair trader and a successful trader in terms of how they act and what action they take? Well, actually, what I was just uh, saying with Jim Rohn's quote, the fair trader usually is going to be, you know, just looking for ways to make money. They're looking for the shortcuts, the, you know, give me something push button, something that doesn't require a lot of effort and certainly doesn't require effort, you know, on themselves. Whereas the really successful trader will say, okay, here's the realities of things. And I'm just going to accept the realities and say, okay, if I need to, you know, attend to these things with myself, cool, I'll do that. And as far as respecting the markets and the challenge of the endeavor and that it is a real business and just saying, okay, I'll recognize that and I'll treat it appropriately, they'll be fine. The fair trader wants to be, you know, an opportunity seeker and just look for the shortcuts and they'll, they'll pay the price. Love it. So how can people find you exactly? Uh, as far as finding me, I've had my site insideouttrading.com since January of 2006. Been around for a while. Yeah, so, But I enjoy what I do. There are a lot of good people that get into trading. It really is a good business to get into. And if you treat it properly and with the, the proper respect and you go into it properly, it, it really is a great business to pursue. And it's something that you can do. I mean, you can have it fit your lifestyle and your goals you know, all day long. And compared to other businesses, it offers so much more freedom and everything. And so, again, just treat it with proper respect. And it's, it's really a great thing to get into. Love it. And what kind of goal do you have for the future, Brian? Well, for me, really just uh, continuing with what I'm doing. I thoroughly enjoyed the trading. Like I said, there's good people in the trading sphere. A lot of good people getting into it for you know, individual traders. A lot of good trading educators. I've been really fortunate to find out that there are, well, there, well, there are, are a lot of scammers and a lot of unscrupulous people, a lot of you know, pure marketers in the trading world. There are also a lot of really good people who care about others. And you know, and my attitude about it is, you know, if, if somebody comes to me and they say, well, you know, I'm trading because I want to provide better for my family or you know, I want to have a decent retirement 
or you know, when I'm at church or whatever. Most people who get into trading, they're looking for something more than just for themselves. They want to do some good in the world. And so if I can help them become successful, that's how we're making the world a better place. Because you know, they've got good intentions. They want to have a good impact and leave a good mark on the world. And so if I can help them do that, cool. That's really good. So that's great. That's great. And I guess that's your main motivation, right? That's the basic thing that's that push you to to work, right? To help people. Or oh, yeah. something else? No, that's the main thing. Is uh, is it, trading? It can be great, or it can be just terrible. And I've gotten to experience both sides of it. And it really, if I can save somebody, you know, taking a beating, or if I can help them, you know, make it. A lot of people get into trading, and all they come out of it, you know, five, you know, years later with is, you know, they're coming out empty-handed and a bunch of hard lessons. But you know, financially, they never made it. That's like if I can help them avoid that and actually realize what they want and again, you know, accomplish their goals out of it. Cool. Yeah, that's why I do it because they're, they're good people and they get good intentions. And so I just want to help be successful and avoid the heartache. So that's great. And I do want to mention that I've been reading one of your ebook lately that you sent me and there's a lot of powerful advice in that. So I know you have a lot of things going on. Can you tell people a little bit what you have ordered in your blog or something? Well, as far as somebody coming by my site, it just so you can get a feel for me and how I operate, my background is engineering and quality and business. And so my focus really is on what works and doing things in a business-like and knowing manner, you know, not guesswork and stuff. And so, but to help, you know, let you kind of get a feel for how I am and how I can help you. I mean, I just recently rewrote a report. That actually, it was kind of fun. When it came to me, it was just great because for years, like I told you, I've been telling people, you know, the main thing is it's not that people have psychological issues. It's that, you know, they don't know what they're doing. That's the big problem. And so I, I've been saying that and, and, you know, telling people that for the longest time. And it's like, okay, it just came to me in the middle of the night one night. It's like, okay, this explains it in four words, enough to be dangerous. That's how most people get into trading. They learn enough to be dangerous and then off they go. <laughs> and so I wound up creating a report. Again, I just rewrote it. But that really is the, the main thing, and, it, and it's titled, you know, Trading Psychology's Missing Chapter, Enough to be Dangerous, What You Don't Know Can and Will Hurt You in Trading. And it just, you know, kind of opens your eyes to the things that you weren't told about and you didn't get when you first started trading, all that stuff that was missing from your initial training as a trader, and how to attend to it so that you can get on the right track and, you know, get yourself organized I mean, it's funny because it seems like uh, the last several months, the main thing that I'm hearing from people and the reason they're signing up for my courses is they're just tired of feeling disorganized. They want some structure. You know, they want to treat it like a business so that they're not just, you know, running in circles and, and chasing all over the place and dealing with the information overload. They want to get some decent focus. And so, you know, the trading is your business course, really that, that I recommend more than anybody because that will give you the total complete training to really be a solid trader, both on the trading system aspect, but also as far as you know, understanding the different roles that are involved in trading. Uh, I mean, we've got different objectives that we set, different assessments. And then we walk through each of the roles that you have in, in having your own business as a trader. And there are exercises so that you develop the perspectives and the skills. And at the same time, we're also creating your business plan so that when you come out of the training, you also have a working business plan for your trading and you know exactly what's going to be going on over the coming year what to focus on and, you know, how, what to expect financially over the next year, like a real business plan would have. 
and it develops you in, you know, again, your perspectives, the mindset, but also all the skills that you need. So again, you're really coming out of it a very complete trader and very self-sufficient. So you don't need me or anybody else anymore. You can stand on your own two feet as a trader and you're okay. So that's the main thing that I would say really to, for people to focus on is, yeah, just, you know, treating your trading as a business and focusing focus on developing, you know, yourself and, and your understanding as far as, you know, the business aspects of trading and, you know, being a self-employed trader. So, I mean, swing on by my site. I've got quizzes, I've got reports, I've got some different tools that people can download for free that, you know, they'll help expand their understanding and they're kind of fun and, and useful. You'll gain benefit from them and also have, you know, the paid courses uh, if people want to do that. And really, really, you know, make it work and, uh, you know, take it seriously. Uh, we can do that too. And if anybody's got questions, feel free to contact me. My contact information is on my site or you can send me an email, brian at insideouttrading.com. Let me know what's going on and how I can help you. So, that's good. So, I just want to remind your listeners that all the show notes are going to be on disartrade.com. So, we'll make sure to put all the links to your, your site and your, your ebook and everything on disartrade.com. People want to yes. find this out. Yeah. And, Brian, we have a question we always ask every single guest on the podcast. It is if you could give only one piece of advice for traders, what would that one piece of advice be? Just like you've been hearing <laughs> the whole thing, treat your trading like a real business. It's powerful. If you do that and pay it the proper respect, it will pay you back. Powerful, powerful. So Brian McAvoy, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Yes, thank you, Etienne. I appreciate the opportunity and I hope this has been enjoyable and helpful for everybody. Awesome. I sincerely hope that you got something useful out of this interview. If you have any questions, check out our Facebook group. It's r2trade.com slash group. And you can join me there. You can network with me, talk with me, and ask me any question you have after the show. Now, this is the number one place where we talk after the show. Because I do post a lot of things other than that show, other videos, other articles. And there's definitely a lot of things to check out there. Oh, and we also have a live Friday Forks Trading Q&A every single week where I answer your question live on Facebook. As I record this outro for the podcast, I just had an article featured in the magazine, the Forks Trader magazine. All those links are on the Facebook group, so check it out. And on that note, I'll see you next week with another great episode of the Desire to Trade podcast. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Desire to Trade podcast. To get all the information on this show, free articles, and unique resources, make sure to check out www.desiretotrade.com and subscribe. Please leave us a review and let us know what you thought about the show. It's time to become the best trader you can be. See you next time.